Raw Milk by J.C. Rogel. I sit in my 17-month-old daughter's toddler bed, my arms wrapped around her tiny body. It is the middle of the night, and I have lost track of how many times I have found myself in this position. She sits on my lap and wails, hits me while I try to comfort her. I hug her tight and try to suppress my own tears threatening to escape as heavy sobs. I don't want to be doing this. I know what she wants, but what she needs, what will make all of this end, but I can't give it to her. I can, but I don't want to. I've endured 17 months of nonstop nursing, day and night. She only sleeps when she is suckling away, attached to my breast. I haven't slept through the night, had my arms free, or a moment to myself in over a year. I am trying to heal from postpartum depression while mothering two children. It is all too much. The tears I want to cry are not just because I'm spending these dark hours in a toddler bed or ending a nursing relationship with my daughter. They fall for all of the hardships I have faced in the last year and a half raising her. It's hard when they only want you, I tell my future sister-in-law. She is sitting on the couch across from me, nursing her six-month-old son. She tells me he still isn't sleeping through the night, that he is happiest when he is next to her. There are similarities between their relationship and the one I share with my daughter. Her solidarity, I have no advice. When Zoe was a baby, she never took a bottle. She would wait for me. I'd walk into the house and she would be screaming her head off because she was hungry. We tried every type of bottle. That's why you have so many different kinds from us, I laugh. We even tried formula. She didn't take a sippy cup until she was 18 months old. Three years of distance and I can finally think about those exhausting and trying days and the emotional and physical toll they took on me. I was chained to my baby, afraid to leave her for even a little while. Every attempt I made to go to a mom's group and leave her in the nursery or find a few minutes to myself at home or on a date with my husband failed. She nursed to fall asleep for every nap in bedtime, then slept in my arms or next to me on my bed. I knew how dangerous this was, but it was the only place she would sleep. I would lay next to her, my breast in her mouth, all night long. Every attempt I made to release her grasp on me ended with her waking up and crying. The only comfort she wanted was me. I would roll over to the other side, offer myself to her, and watch her drift off to sleep. I felt it the moment she was placed on my chest. The dark cloud of depression rolled through and settled right above me. I looked down at my perfect newborn daughter, this girl I had prayed and hoped for. I cried not tears of joy, but disappointment. I don't want her. Someone needs to take her away. Maybe she heard those terrible thoughts on the day of her birth, the moment we met face to face. Maybe she knew how desperately I wanted to be far from that hospital bed, still a mother to one and happy. Maybe she attached herself to me so quickly and held on so tight because she didn't want me to let go of her. She held on to me for dear life, for her life and mine. I didn't think I would survive those months of her wanting only me. She needed me so intensely in those moments and her needs wore me out. The week it took to wean her at night was one of the hardest weeks of my life. Night after night, I held her and fell asleep next to her in her toddler bed. The moments I was awake, I whispered apologies into her ears and rubbed her curly brown hair. I just can't do it anymore, baby girl. I need you to learn to sleep without me. I need you to stop needing me, I'd whisper into her ear. Please, let's just figure this out together. Once she was able to fall asleep and stay asleep on her own, I weaned her completely. I poured whole milk into sippy cup after sippy cup into baby bottles and water bottles in a desperate attempt to get her to drink. I poured warm and cold breast milk into these cups, added warm milk to my milk, cold milk to my milk. I watered it down and threw banana slices and strawberries into the milk. 
On more than one occasion, I added chocolate syrup. I did everything I could think of to make her want regular milk or anything other than me. Nothing worked. I watched her refuse milk all day long, reaching for me and crying. It may have only been a few days, a week at the most, but at the time it felt like years. I didn't know if we were going to make it or if she was going to become dehydrated. I clearly wasn't thinking straight. My mind numbed by postpartum depression, scrambled from life with two kids. Every refusal led both of us to tears. My daughter tested me daily during that year and a half. She still does, even at age four. She is still attached to me, happiest when she is on my lap or cradled into my arm. It is rough for her, the middle child, to share me with her brother and sister. I am still learning how to be present with her without giving her every ounce of me, ensuring there is enough left for everyone else, including myself. She still finds her way and something to whisper to me. What do you need to tell me? I ask, masking the irritation with what I hope she perceives as love. I just love you. She smiles, takes a drink of water, and walks away. I wonder why she is the one who wants to be near me 24-7, why she is the one who tells me she loves me a hundred times a day or needs the most affection and attention. Why does she grasp onto me in those early days, dark days of depression that intersected with her first days? Did she know something? It's only in these years I finally see how much I needed her too. I was going to drown in the early days of mothering her. I didn't know how to take care of myself when I gave every last drop to her. There were so many times I wanted to give up, to let go of everything I felt chained me to my depression. If she would just stop needing me so much, then I could heal. She was always there telling me in her own ways how desperately she needed me. I knew I loved her, despite my fragile psyche telling me otherwise. I know I needed her too. She pushed me to the edge consistently, but it was her consistency that brought me back. JC, thanks so much for sharing this essay with our community. Thank you. So as part of these audio recordings, we love to chat with our writers a little bit so other moms can get to know you and know more about where you're coming from and your perspective as a mom. Um, So could you start just by telling us a little bit about your family? I have three children, one boy, age seven, and two girls, four and almost two. And I've been married to my husband for almost eight years. Okay. Well, we're going to start um, in the series just by asking, what is your favorite or least favorite game to play with your kids right now? <laughs> I am not one of those parents that plays with their kids very much. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> right now, my son is really into sports. So everything that we do is kind of geared towards that. So I'm just an extra pair of hands to play catch with or to shoot baskets with. And I actually enjoy yeah. that more than I thought I would. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you play sports at all when you were a kid? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> me either. <laughs> the times that I did, I was not very good. <laughs> that, that was my experience too. That's funny. None of my kids, my oldest is six and he's not really into sports, but my husband was an athlete like his whole life. So I'm curious to see yeah. if that's something that my kids will come around to eventually. But so far I have kind of managed to, to avoid it, but we'll see how long that lasts. My husband wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> he's funny. such a big athlete that he started them from the moment they could sit up on their own. <laughs> they were already ready to go. That's yeah. Funny. Well, are you reading anything right now? I am. I read usually about three books at once. Um, One that's more related to creativity, a nonfiction book, and a fiction book. Um, And the fiction book I'm reading right now is called The Need. 
Oh, I haven't heard of that. I'm trying to find the author. It's a crazy book. Like, I don't really know what it's about. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like a thriller, but it's not really. It's by Helen Phillips. Um, Okay. But yeah, it's about this mother... And that's really all I can say about it without giving away like the plot, I think. <laughs> Much of the plot. Okay. Interesting. But it's really I'm crazy. crazy into that. Is it is it good? Are you enjoying it or crazy in like a bad way? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I think it's probably not a good book to read during a global pandemic. Um ah, got it. <laughs> but it's really interesting just trying to figure out like what's going on inside the mind of this mother. Um, it kind of leaves you on edge. Mm, interesting. Have you ever read uh, Station Eleven? No, but I've been hearing a lot about it lately. I love that book and I read it a few years ago and I have recommended it to so many people, but it is about a global pandemic. And I have had so many people texting me, sending me Facebook messages saying, you recommended this book to me and I kind of wish I hadn't read it or I don't know that that was the best thing to be reading right before a pandemic. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. It's a terrible choice. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Well, for our last question, I'd like to know if you could talk to your pre-kid self, what would you want to tell her? That it's going to be a lot harder than you think it is. <laughs> mm. yeah. I kind of went into motherhood thinking that um, I would enjoy every minute of it, that it would be fun and easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it has been anything but that. I think I would try to give myself a, a heads up that there's going to be moments of struggle but it'll be okay. Yeah. I relate to that a lot. Our stories overlap in some similar ways. Like I also had postpartum depression after my second kid. And um, yeah, I think that would be a helpful piece of advice for my (laughs) pre-kid self too. I think I thought, you know, I loved children and I had lots of experience with children. And I think I thought that that would be enough to sort of make it pretty smooth, but there's so many challenges that you just could never see coming. Yeah. And you know, it was a lot easier with my firstborn when it was just him. There's about a three year age difference between my first and second. And it kind of took me by surprise when everything else hit after my daughter was born. And I was like, oh, I used to love this. And now it's just Mm. too hard. Yeah. That's really hard if you if it's gone one way for so long and then you suddenly things change, it's kind of disorienting, I think for sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, I really appreciate you being here with us today. I know we're going to feature another one of your essays later in this series. So I'll look forward to that. And thanks for chatting with me. Thank you. Thank you.